Hello, hello. Welcome to Valdez Podcast. Manu with you here. We are once again in Abzi's shed. Absolutely stoked to be here. And uh, to my left, as usual, we have the, the recent semi-finalist at the Feeling uh, Up Board Riders event, T-Bone. Hello, T-Bone. Well, it was just a semi-final and a final, but yeah, I'll take it. Yep. Mate, you're a semi-final. Over 45. Take, take, that, take that to the bank every day, every day of the week. <laughs> Uh, and across from me in our shed, we have Az Kennedy, the reigning single fin champion from the Margaret River Classic. How are you, Adzi? Oh, I'm bloody good. Yeah, I was just regaling my story of uh, taking it to the bank. I took a $100 check about seven years ago to the bank, courtesy Margaret River Board Riders, reigning champion. So bring that on. Yeah, it's Only because they cancelled it, though. It's probably <laughs> worth about $101.50 now, so <laughs> with interest rates. Good uh, on you. Classic. Uh, absolutely stoked to have... Uh, Pipe Master, two times J Bay champion, and Sunset Beach champion, Jake Patterson. Hello, mate. Yeah, boys. You had his shed, pretty special. Adzie's Welcome. <laughs> Good to have you on the podcast, mate. It's been uh, we've been wanting to have you on for a while, so thanks for coming in. We we appreciate that things have changed in your life, so you've got heaps of spare time. So <laughs> <laughs> not really, <laughs> quite the opposite, but quite the opposite. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, so I, I guess you made an announcement fairly recently about the coaching and there's obviously no coaching to be done. And I believe you're full-time on, on, the, uh, on the desk with uh, Feel Good Inc. sunscreen. Yeah, that's it. It's like having to adapt, I guess, in these days and these times. I mean, there's no tour going on, so, you know, got to feed the family. Exactly. And uh, I was lucky enough to be part owner of We Are Feel Good Inc. sunscreen and and um, you know, I was kind of running it anyway, but I was running it and traveling, but then they were going to look for a full-time management position. So it was perfect timing, as a matter of fact. So yeah. it was time to hang up the nice. old passport and here I am. Well, it's not much you can do with a passport at the moment, is there? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> in the sh- Might as well hang it up. Um, were you going to? Were, were you thinking about retiring from coaching previously to this or was it just sort of the perfect storm? Uh, yeah, a bit of a perfect storm. Like, you know... the. I love it. I love coaching. So I didn't really want to give it up, but I've been on the road for, geez, 30 years now, yeah. living out of a suitcase. And I don't know, it's like the wife, had, she's had a gutful, that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> she has stuck it out for a long time. That's off to her. And the kids kind of missed out a lot. But, yeah, um, sure. you know, this, but that was your job. So Yeah, that was my job. But, and it still, it still was kind of thing. So I don't know, but like, you know, where do you draw the line on passion job to like, you know, if you love what you do, you're yeah. not really working. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it supported us pretty well. Um, I don't know. I'd, I don't know. I'd probably go back probably. Mm. But right now there's no tour and, and I want to get this sunscreen thing firing up. So it's, a, yeah, as you said, a perfect storm. So yeah. you know, I'm going to take a couple of years off at least and see where see, see what happens. I mean, the uncertainty of the world, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, you say about people doing what they love to do. There's not many people that can do 20, 30 years on what they love to do. You know, that's, so it's uh, lucky for some, you know. So I guess with the sunscreen, mate, what's your, what's your vision? What's your sort of, where, where would you like to sort of have that sunscreen and, and the product um, distributed? And oh, we're, we're pretty much, uh, not everywhere, but we we're just got into Indonesia Great, but there's no one in there at the moment. <laughs> and the locals don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell that yeah, to mate, the Patang locals, mate. It's packed over there. Yeah, but they don't need sunscreen. You've got <laughs> the natural stuff. And, mate, I don't know what you're selling it for over there, but I remember being in Ulu's about 10 years ago, 
and I forgot my bronze zinc. You know, the bronze, yeah, you get it from Coles yeah. or wherever, and it's like five bucks. It's bulletproof. It's the best stuff. You need like three tubes for every trip. I forgot it in my room or whatever. And, mate, it was like 23 bucks Aussie for a tube on the cliffs at Ulus. Yeah. So, uh, mate, what are you selling it for over there? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we have a distributor up there, so he, he does the, the RRP of it all. But it's... It'll be reasonable, mate. We'll look. So the RRP stands for regular rupee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and are you anywhere else overseas apart from uh, Indo? Yeah, yeah. Dis- um, we distribute in Thailand, Indonesia, um, Sri Lanka, yeah, right. uh, New Zealand. Um, yeah, we're looking at trying to get into the UK at the moment and, and in the US. And um, yeah, we also yeah, distribute in China. So, you know, we're, we're getting kind of global and hopefully this time next year, like, so we want to have our summer and then somewhere else's summer to be yeah, keeping yeah. us afloat kind of thing because, yeah, winter for us is pretty tough yep. in Australia. So yeah, for sure. Winter is tough. In Even though you need everyone. sunscreen in winter, not you many do, people mate. know that. Mate, you actually yeah. should be wearing sunscreen. Yeah, I, I definitely don't wear it much for my <laughs> surfs in, in winter. Plus, I've got a hoodie on a lot of the time. Yeah. But you probably should. You do. Mate, yeah. I put my feel-good ink on every day when I go surfing, which is once every three months. So. Well, that, well that's, <laughs> that's three mentions of the name. And uh, remember the beer sponsor for today, Cheeky Monkey Brewery, nope. was claiming... Uh, Four mentions, and well, we're up we, to three. So surely, we, if we get one more, we get a what, free what free tube of right bloody now? free tube of sunscreen each, don't we? What is this beer that we're drinking? It's pretty good. What's it's the... uh, it's an East Coast IPA, seven uh, percenter from the local Cheeky Monkey Brewery. Uh, heads up to Brent, the guy who uh, owns it. He good on he you, Brent. Sh- yeah, good on you, Brent. Thanks. He shouted us a few liters today. I said we've got a big podcast on. <laughs> Basically, just told a whole bunch of lies to him about how many people oh, listen to us and that. stuff like that. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give you some beer. So, no, nah, beautiful beer. We've drunk uh, plenty of Cheeky Monkey before on this show. Um, yeah, this is right. a bit of a limited release batch, and he gave us a nice big growler. So, we've said it before, we'll say it again, support your local breweries. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. And uh, I went and recycled all my little four-pack holders, the plastic ones. So, I, I drop in, fill out my growler, give good them back you, all them, and they just reuse them straight away. Mm. So, that's always so, a good thing. So, ah. so speaking of uh, winter and surfing, Jay, you've been in the water much over the last month or so? Uh, I actually love winter in WA. Like, I love surfing castles and all the all the Dunsborough side of stuff, uh, novelties, novelty or just, you know. But then sometimes you get those weird northerly swell directions if you get a, a really wild storm come down or whatever. So I love, like, you know, in front of the stairs at Smith's at A-Frames, they're all over from A-Frame, Aquaman's, whatever they call it. Yeah. I don't know. Aquamans. Yeah, but nachos, yeah. I always... Yeah, well, there's that reef Aquamans and then, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's and the crowds are normally pretty down, so... Yeah, they are, because everyone's up north. Yeah. I was going to ask you a question about up north, so I might as well now. Uh, have you been up north this year, and are you going? No, I'd love to go up north this year, but I'm not going to get a chance. And have you been up there much the last few years? No, last time I was up there was probably... Four years ago or something. It's yep. Uh, J Bay is normally on in this time of year, so yeah, normally right. away for the school holidays to take the kids and family up. So it's always just doesn't really work. And normally J Bay's on, they go straight to the US Open and then straight to the Wave Pool event. It's like you know, I've got yeah. a pretty hectic schedule normally. But and why maybe, can't you get up there this year? Because oh, just the, yeah, the just too busy. Yeah, new job, and I'll probably try and schedule it next year for to take the time off, but. Who knows? I heard it was packed up there. I yeah, heard it's yeah, still yeah, packed. Yeah, so yeah. busy. It's, it's huge. 
Mate, Gov adds he needs someone to help out with his bait when he's going to the secret misto spots. I know. Look at that little tinny over there, mate. <laughs> the, the thing's never carried me to so much glory as it did a few weeks ago. It's just been a, a little squid hunter in Geograph Bay for the last five years. <laughs> squid hunter. I just gave Classic. it the full birthday service and yeah. got to the outer reefs up there and oh, just had the best time. It was so sick. Then how, stopped how in at the big dog on the too. way back down. But we went through that last episode. Yeah. So I do have a little bit of news on there, but we'll save that for later in the uh, Mrs. In the Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson section. Got a good little uh, Not he- <laughs> yeah, okay. heads up about that. No worries. So um, while we were talking to Jay, asking him a couple of questions, um, we've had a couple of listener questions come through. It's Namu's mum, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's my mum, yeah. Mrs. Namu. Um, so Michael O'Dwyer in, in Melbourne has asked, uh, just speaking about the pool, mate, you, have you done much sort of pool, pool surfing? Um, a little bit here and there? I've been to Wales and surfed in the wave pool event in Wales. They had a, a Red Bull specialty event. It's one of the Albie Layer one? Yeah. yeah. So I was head judge and I got to surf it there, but it was so cold that yeah. it wasn't that enjoyable. And the wave was pretty small and weak. I've been to Kelly's wave pool four times, but never had a wave. Really? <laughs> what? Yeah, what? Pretty, pretty brutal. I mean, oh. I go there for the contests to coach and stuff, but I've been for a, a coaching session there. And it's every wave's pretty – it's got a, like a price on it kind of thing. So it's yeah. like – I'm, I don't want to be taken off one of my guys, you know. They're all allocated waves because it's like a pretty big deal. Like it's a, yeah. it's a forty-five second minute of second wave. And so then it's the like, settle down period and yeah, stuff. After. Yeah, So it's like a premium kind of thing. So didn't, didn't stop D Mac from taking a bunch off his daughter. Yeah, exactly. I saw heaps of clips of him. I was like, surely you've had one. D Mac is the eternal grommet, though. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I he got more waves in the top ambitions. forty-four combined, mate. It's just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, all those times there and didn't surf it. Wow, that must burn a little bit. Yeah, so must... I, we actually gave away a free coaching session to the Melbourne uh, wave pool thing with We Are Feel Good, that uh, local grummet one from down in Margaret. So um, when things get back to normal, yeah. I'll be going there and having a few waves. So that's what I'm looking forward to that for sure. Yeah. That looks fun, that wave, Urban Pretty Surf. Good. It'd be a good weekend to tie in an AFL game. Yeah, bit of like, surf and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll one see. day, one day. <laughs> we'll yeah, see you, yeah, Jake, Jake does love watching his footy. I, I know, do. so I do love footy. I'm sure you love it. Still plays. He's 22 and actually still playing. So it's, he's pretty good too, isn't he? Yeah, he gets paid to play in the local, or well, not the local league, but in a league. So what, nice. which teams he playing in? Up in Bunbury or something like that? No, or, he's actually playing Perth. in Perth. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah so, right. Pretty cool. Yeah, in the yeah, amateurs up there. Sorry, in the amateurs up there. Yeah, in the amateur league. Yeah. Colts yeah. or whatever? Nah, like no. It's like a good amateur league. In yeah, okay. yeah, right. yeah. Wembley and um, North Beach. And I think North Beach. Yeah, anyway. On on the topic of those wave pools that aren't Kelly's, mate, I, I've just been noticing like on socials last oh, month or two, mate, the air game of everybody is just going to go through the roof. It seems like What that. about the girls? Yeah, well... <laughs> And they're about 12 the, years old. And just that weight, uh, maybe it's the Waco one I'm seeing all the time. I don't know where they're just... That seems mate, to be the one just, for the airs. It does. Yeah, and they're the just Waco doing one. the... They're just getting to practice on repeat. The craziest airs. So on a couple of days ago, he did a... Jacob... Maybe no, a shove it with no, a... Superman with a, a slipboard. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, bullshit. and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. There was a lot going What's on in that air. Uh, yeah. You know, and if he does that a hundred times... You know, like then he's going to start to pull it off in the real surf, and yeah, it's pretty crazy. And that um, Jackson Dorian 
seems to be doing a lot of time in them, and it's just like, God Smashing damn, it. with the genes that that guy's got and the life he's got in Hawaii and that, and those pools at his fingertips, he's just it's just going to be mental. As Jake it? was saying, the ladybirds too. Yeah, well, that's what the, the young little girls. That's what I'm impressed about. I mean, the guy's got the all the timing and everything like that, but the girls are starting to read the the sections better and to how to pop and how to rotate. So. I mean, you know, we will obviously surf and you realise you get a perfect air section like... Yeah, I realise that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You do too, Jake, let's be honest. No, I'm not the air guy, but like you get an air section or whatever, but you get like one or two a session kind of thing. They go in for an hour session, they get 20. It's like, you know, it's on tap. So we're going to see some crazy shit happening for sure. Do you think pools are here to stay on the tour or do you think it'd be lend up more of a specialty event? Um I really hope they are. I love the I love Kelly's Wave Pool event. Yeah. I love the I, I like the behind the scenes kind of thing. I I sit there and I analyze it all, and I really uh, love the way the pressure. I, I read the pressure that the athletes feel, kind of thing, because yeah. you get you get a two ten point rides coming to you, and and you have to deliver. You fall off, you you're done, kind of thing. And and the the best guys can actually deliver on on that canvas, kind of thing. So exactly, I actually really like it. Like. You know the the downside is not every wave is exactly the same. Oh, is that That's, right? Yeah, is I that mean, because they, of the wind or the? No, it's just there's just the pool like the water levels and stuff. Oh, like okay. the mornings are a little bit different to the afternoon, and sometimes the machine. I don't know. There's it's a little bit of weird stuff happens, yep. and they they're trying to iron it out. But you know, there's there's no way the last few years that everyone's had exactly the same wave. Interesting. It's like I didn't. Didn't know similar, that. But there's, there's... It sort of looked like it, didn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the very first year they ran it, there was definitely waves that came through, especially on the left, that was like half, you know, it was like a foot smaller. And in the wave pool world, foot is a lot. Mm. And you know what I mean? So, it's, mm. Well, it, it just makes it so you can't turn. Like, it just grinds along this <laughs> bank. And if you if it's not if it's one foot smaller, it, you, you can't actually bottom turn and get the mid face to do a proper turn. So they're like racing the whole wave, and it's like, well, that wave wasn't kind of fair. If you're dealt that wave in your heat, like it's like wow, pretty gnarly. Fuck but yeah. so they go- worked out that out, and like they, you know, the judges sorted it out, and you know, they the guys actually got re, you know, another wave if they deemed it not fair. So Sick. I remember anyway, back in the old days when the the. Wonderful. Length of ride, wave selection was certainly <laughs> one of the ones that was part of the judging criteria. Well, that's wasn't the it? whole thing about the wave pool. It's supposed to be deemed as fair as you can possibly get. Yeah. It. Like the best surfer should win, or the guy with the biggest balls that'll put it on the line and pull pull something off. I mean, Julian for me was the guy that was throwing the kitchen sink at every wave, but you know he only got two chances. You know, if mm. he if he blew both chances, mm. he wasn't even making yeah, the finals. You so, fucked. but he'd just go, well, if I made it though, I was going to win. So. You know, yeah, have pretty, a crack. pretty special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, Adzi, you, you were mentioning before that you had a, a, uh, a question about old Jules. Oh, I did? Yeah, that was a good segue there. I, I, I missed that. I was too busy looking at how empty this growler was. And totally missed that one. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's thrown him mean? off. I'll, uh, you go get the beer, mate, and I'll, I'll, uh, okay, you know the question. I'll talk to, uh, I'll talk to our listeners about Cheeky Monkey because we're. As he's about to go and get another uh, growler of Cheeky Monkey East Coast IPA, which is, yeah, stoked. There's your four mentions, Cobber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any more and we will be in credit. 
<laughs> have to send you off to get get some supplies. Loosest surf potty in the game. Um, so as you were saying about uh, Jules, Jules Wilson. Yeah. So um, I, I remember speaking to you uh, down at our lovely. Oh, sorry, sorry. You're right, mate. Look after the T-Bone can pass it over to. Um, you know, for a good while there, and, and the still, guess, the still now, um, Julian Wilson is one of Australia's greatest hopes for a world title. Um, there's probably a couple more contenders that have stepped up just in the last year or two, but maybe three or four years ago, there was there was really only a couple, you know, Owen Wright and him, and there was sort of looking a bit lacklustre. And I know you were coaching him, and, uh, you know, you were obviously regarded as one of the best coaches in the business due to your um, previous tour experience and your um, now as a tactician and strategy man. Um Mate, what happened with Julian Wilson? And and uh, I mean, he was with Quicksilver. Was it because he left Quicksilver that you stopped coaching him, or, or how did that come to an end? Um, yeah, that's a pretty good question because Julian, I coached Julian when he qualified in Hawaii. Like he made back-to-back finals to qualify for the year, and I helped him out basically as I was employed by Quicksilver. And then he actually left Quicksilver that year to go to Nike. And then I was employed by Quicksilver, so I went on and I was doing my job with Quicksilver or whatever. And then, um, you know, Julian was on tour for three or four years or something, and then it came around like he asked me to coach him, and that's when I got made redundant from Quicksilver as as my employment role. So it was like a, a coaching, all the world's kind of aligned for me to coach him kind of thing. So um, I just coached Kanoa to qualify on tour. So it was a huge decision for me, really, because... Kanoa just qualified and then I had to go, sorry, Kanoa, Julian wants me to coach him on tour. So I kind of like... Kanoa was Quicksilver. Yeah, Quicksilver. And you'd been sponsored as, as a Quicksilver surfer for so many years and then as a coach. So a lot yeah. of loyalty to the brand, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I've got a Quicksilver store down in town still. So oh, yeah, that's right. Forgot about it's, it. Um, <laughs> it's, it was one of those things and I just went, oh, and Julian obviously wouldn't let me coach anyone else on tour because yeah, I don't know it's it, weird because like that's like, like I I coached Steph Gilmore as well and I could have coached a few, couple of other girls but she was going oh no if I if you know I want to win the world title I don't want you have any distractions about someone else Fair in my enough. corner if so, you're yeah. a top five you don't want them coaching other people yeah yeah so you want Ju- your own coach Julian um, paid me really well and we went on and we started the year together and it was it was just really weird it was just like he kind of almost didn't want to take any of my advice as a coaching like you know I kept on saying look dude if I had more your ability I would have won three world yeah. titles kind yeah. of thing but With your tenacity and your yeah, your look, street smarts in in the heat game and the way I coach is I coach for the best percentage to win a heat like yeah. whether it's against you know someone you should smoke or whether it's Kelly or you know Andy or someone that's really hard Mick or because you're or, you're an avid punter as well aren't yeah. you and that comes into it it's, <laughs> yeah. the, same, it's the same thing isn't work it? work on the odds right yeah. that's yeah. what I do it's yeah. like it's it's a it's surfing's an odds game if you get what I mean you got to read the conditions and mm-hmm. work out what's the best way for that surfer to beat that surfer if you get what mm-hmm. I mean so yeah, in these conditions or whatever. and then I don't know he didn't he didn't like the way I coached basically like wow. it was like he was. Um, he wanted to do it his way because he was kind of going, I'd won events before. And I was going, yeah, you'd won events. But for me, you won them all the hardest way you could win them. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like, mm, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i make you win the easiest the easiest way. Surf, pro surfing is pretty nasty because you always got to paint, you always paint yourself into a corner sooner or later because it's mm. the, you got to deal with Mother Nature. So mm, yeah. he's got the ability to get himself out of that. Like Griffin and Kanoa, like you can know, take off on a closeout and get yourself... An eight-point ride, do a twirly bird. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't do that. You know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah. 
I'm all about not falling off and picking the best wave and and finishing the wave, you know. So yeah. And then yeah, it was just really frustrating for me and really frustrating for him because it was just like we just didn't gel. And coaching yep. is all about gelling. Yeah, yeah. it's all about you got to trust the person that's telling you your your advice and going out there and and um, going with the game plan and believing in the game plan. And and he was all about you know his own. He he had his own way of doing it. He just wanted me in his corner to like um uh just like agree with him all the time. Sort well, of thing. basically, like just. Tell him what the tide was doing, and like, you know, <laughs> that, like he that, wouldn't even ag- have a watch for that. He wouldn't even agree with the boards that I like him to ride in the conditions yeah. that he was. You know, it was crazy. It was like, wow, it was so frustrating for me, and and so frustrating for him because I'm not a back patter, and and I'd kind of blow up at him. I'd just go, what the fuck was that? Yeah, and he'd just go, well, fucking, you know, I won, and I said, but you did it just the hardest possible yeah. way you know that's mm. wasn't what we kind of talked about, and he's going, well, it is what it is, and blah blah blah, and I just went, well, look. You know, he he ended up losing a heat in Brazil, and and um, and he just kind of like blamed it on me, and we had a big argument about it, yeah. and, and that was it. <laughs> uh, and no, but we, you know, we're we're really good friends still. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we're yeah. Wedding it. yeah. There was no, course. you know, we just went, we didn't, we just didn't gel. Yeah, professionally. Like yeah. You know, he didn't. I just don't feel like he needs a coach. Like he he needs someone to. Just give him confidence. That's all he needs yeah. is confidence, kind of. Has thing. he and got a coach now? Yeah, he's got Luke. Luke Egan's. His oh, coach Luke Egan, yeah, yeah. your old mates. Yeah. yeah, and that's a perfect fit, I think, because Luke. Luke he's Egan's pretty mellow like in that in that era where those guys are like all about you know egos and like building up confidence, yeah. and that's how they rolled. Like the Tom Carroll, Martin Potter. All those guys when I first started tour were unbelievable. Didn't even talk to the young guys yeah, like yeah. us on tour. It was like pretty gnarly. Yeah, like Damien Harbins and all those guys would be perfect coaches, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm more of a like bringing. I love my whole thing for coaching is bringing up like the Kanoas and the Griffins and all those guys through the QS and bringing them through the ranks and and trying to teach them a, uh, like a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a respect for the sport of. Yeah of how to conduct yourself, not just the way you surf, but yep. like a, that's my protege of like, you know, cause I love pro surfing. I, I sat on the ASP board for 10 years because I actually wanted to progress the sport to a whole nother level. Mm, yeah. So I was like, loves it so much that I want to bring these kids up and like, you know, just go and look, you guys, if I ever see you punch your board ever, we're done. Yeah. yeah right. I mean? Like I've had Leo snap and break boards and like do all this. I was going, that's just not good enough. You got the best job in the world. Yeah, exactly. You know, like everyone got to appreciate all, it. All us yeah. guys in our blue collars are going to look at him and just go, "You well, yeah, spoiled, you spoiled little fuck." Were yeah. you coaching Freddie when he uh, did the did the board on did the board on the rock? And no, no, I wasn't coaching. I, I was helping that, him that out. Was, but that was funny. Though. I actually thought it was the best thing ever. I mean, it was pretty frustrating to watch yeah. that whole event. Like Debar was pumping that whole event, mm. and they waited and waited and waited and waited, and they ran it at like. Debar is the most funnest wave in yeah. the world where every pro surfer is going to get 20 waves in one heat and like the best surfer should kind of win. Well, basically because your talent will shine out. And then they, they waited and waited and then they ran it at one to two foot snapper yeah, and Freddie sat for, he sat for nine days waiting for his heat and then waited 28 minutes, didn't catch a wave in his heat <laughs> and then just <laughs> yeah. like came in and just went, fuck this. He retired then and then, didn't he? The only wave you got on the heat into the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... You know, frustration. It was oh, that was uh, very insightful. Actually. But he's not a kid. You get what I mean? He's yeah. got his own. He's, I'm just trying to teach these kids. Like, you got the best lifestyle in the world. You're getting paid to do what you love, 
um, work hard, you know, like it's not your board's fault. Like everyone gets frustrated for, mm. for whatever reason, but mm. I try and eliminate all luck factor. I don't believe in luck yeah. when I coach. I just go, well, you're out there at the same yeah. time. Create you your own luck. Then? Why'd you lose? It's an old you saying. know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, you create your own luck, work harder, whatever, you know, you fell off once or you missed a wave or whatever, you know. Sure, you can get unlucky that tiny little bit when you need a two-point ride with 10 minutes and the ocean goes dead flat, but you can't control the ocean. That's just Mm, Mother Nature. So you can't be angry at that. You can't be. That's right. um, So I try to teach this guy, you know, I always say, you know, I should take him to kids' hospitals and show what the world's really about. (laughs) You sound like my dad in the 80s. (laughs) Seriously. But it's true. I mean, you you just never know when you're going to bloody... Have something bad happen to you or just Shoot you. check yeah, out for good. So yeah, living the dream. Yeah, I mean, man. Yeah. Totally living the dream. I worked super hard to become a pro surfer. Like I you know, like you said, like, you know, I've worked hard for everything I earned or whatever. I was digging holes, you know, at a building site at, at sixteen and seventeen to earn money to go away with you know, painting houses, doing whatever it took. Yeah. You know, a and then Taj came along. Yeah, but Taj was a whole different kettle of yeah. fish. You get what I mean? Like, and it was a, and it was the next uh, level in time as well. That that eight or nine years difference made all the difference, didn't it? In it, terms it did of for sure. All my contracts were like like hard earned because of my results. Like I grinded and like I was kind of forced my way into like you know qualifying and then you know top ten and then top five in the world. And that was all hard earned. And like my results were and my you know, my contracts were all like incentive based. So I was making good salary and stuff. But Taj was like the golden child that came along the <laughs> way and just got, you know, four or 15 years old, you know, he was earning more than me on the CT. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I have no problems with that. No, but you I'm guys are mates. Completely different talents. It's yeah. like, you know, Parco and Mick and all those guys never going to have to work a day in their lives. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But I'd done that at hard yards and I'd Yeah, like you were the hard working surfer. But I try and in you know, drill that into the guys I coach. Just go, you'll get whatever you want out of you want, but you've got to put it in. Mm. You, you can't just go, I'm going to rely on my talent because, you know, I, I truly believe Taj could have won a world title, should have won a world title if he had to put it in earlier. Early in the career. Sure. Oh, Early in his career. He, like, did it, you know? he did at the end, yeah. but it was... Yeah. And he got, you know, just he, didn't quite go. He got close in the end with yeah. Johnny Gannon and that, but um, yeah. if he'd have done, if he had a Johnny Gannon that, in the start, yeah. would have got a couple. Uh, he for came, sure. coach. He came training with me one day at, at you know I was running sand dunes and like swimming back from the sand dunes and engine up and doing all that stuff. He came one day. I said, "Come, you know, I'll I'll help I'll you win you a up. world title. I'll help you win a world title." And he, he came one day. He goes, "Oh fuck, this isn't for me. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I do this shit to stay on tour. You know, yeah. you, you you could do this to win a world title." And he goes, "No, nah, like yeah, yeah, I'll, right. I'll do it anyway." And That's like, classic. So, Jay, where does this work ethic come from, mate? Is it is make it, the question longer so he can finish his beer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, you, it sounds like you've got a great work ethic. Um, does that come from anyone that like you sort of aspired to West growing Australia, up as a mate. young junior surfer, or is it just what your parents instilled in you? Or oh, uh, just the, the real world. Yeah. The real world sucks. I mean, pro surfing is the best job in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. Uh, like I've I've done you know before I was pro surfer I was a I worked hard yeah. to to earn money to travel and then so at every contest I was going well this beats any you know whatever I have to do to make that heat to make the prize money to to Should move you. on so you know it's the best job in the world yeah. and that's why I try and tell these kids like don't you know don't piss your sponsors off don't you know exactly. don't say yeah. no to a signing because you couldn't be bothered or you're tired it's like yeah. that's just a slap in the face you know these mm-hmm. guys are giving you free stuff or free money, whatever it is. It's exactly. like pretty, it's a huge slap to the face. But my worst ethic was probably from John Malloy at Krishna's Leisure, the okay. owner and, you yeah. know, he's moved on from now. But 
um, he introduced me to a guy called Steve Smith. He was my trainer back in the day. He's like this Navy SEAL guy from Perth <laughs> that coached like the footy wow. players. And he mm. was actually the Australian cricket team coach. Mm. Um, not coach, trainer. Sorry. There's a huge big difference there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I trained with him and he would just install this mentality. You can't be late. You, you know, you tick every box you can control. Yeah. You know, you, you got to deal with mother nature. It's like that's how he trained the... the, the footy players and cricketers and stuff like you can control your fitness your mindset your everything your equipment just leave nothing to chance yeah, like i don't yeah. believe in that's what i do i don't believe in luck so yeah, yeah. No, you you, you open your doors yourself like you can't blame anyone else you, yeah. it's all yeah. so that's why i try and you know for, it's, for sure there's a lot to it how, yeah. how long do we have you guys <laughs> we've got, well, a, few, we got a few growlers in the fridge yeah we've got a couple more growlers but uh, what are you talking mate? about mate this yeah. is just this is just your first episode co-hosting barrel surf podcast yeah, exactly. about. that's what i was about to say mate yeah we got an hour and a half but uh you're coming back hopefully we're getting you back yeah. and since you can't go jet setting around the world we're hoping you'll join us yeah there's always free beer here so yeah. uh surely that's worth something as long as the footy's not on he'll come join us yeah. snake i wanted to ask you you said you were on the surf you're a surfers rep for 10 years i mean and you've probably obviously heard the the recent announcements about the WSL. How do you think the t- where it's heading? Do you think it's it's heading in the right direction with some of the announcement they made recently with the you know the the season changes, the mid season cut, and all the other oh, things love attached to, to it? I'd love to see how they're going to finish the year at that one off event kind of thing. It's like because for me, it's well maybe not so much in the guys um, division, but in the girls division, like. Um, some one of those girls can dominate like five events, win five events in mm. one in one season, and then they come to the end of this end of this that one event that they're yeah. going to crown the world champion. And then what if it's that time of the month or something that 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 event kind of thing? She's when you got say come, that time of the month. Well, well, you get what I mean. Yeah. Like they they obviously yeah, yeah. don't perform at their best kind yeah, of thing, yeah, and yeah, like they they have physical. an unbeatable lead going into the last event, but they're going to crown the world champion. Mm. I'd love to see what. The ins- is it going to be like so whoever that is has to make one heat and then she'll win or you know yeah. if she's got this unbeatable lead because I need to see all those figures because it could be happening to the guys like mm. what if he like sprained his ankle the day before the last so, event and yeah. he's, got gastro he's, yeah. no but he's leading yeah, yeah. And the, but they want to crown it at that last event it's like yeah. well why why you well, know I'm 50-50 I mean? like, on it I, I love the excitement and everything but like why if it's mathematically impossible for someone to win it, if someone's dominated so much, mm. out of all these other spots in the world, why? Mm. Why have to crown it at that one event? It's mm. like baffling. I, I'm trying to get my head around it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, mate, I, don't, I actually don't know where I sit on it. But then you got the, mate, you love your footy, the premiership. It's the big... The big game, the big day. It, it'll tie in nicely, won't it? Yeah, you know, like <laughs> Just it doesn't matter if you if bloody you know your leading goal kicker and ruckman sprained their ankle the day before. Well, fucking t- tough bickies. But how disappointing! That's a team sport. Though. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. How disappointing it's, it's is it? Like when you can replace them, you can have a bad of. day for sure, and like you can win every game of the AFL season and then come to the grand final and lose. That stuff yeah. happens. Like yeah, it does. Legit. You had a bad day, and the other team stepped up and and did it. But I'd like to see like the surfing at least. Like if someone's dominated that far, like. They they have to make one heat or something, and then they they'll be crowned. Like they mm. still get crowned, but yeah. whether that last event's worth triple points or double points or whatever, mm. so the when top the, five, the fifth guy can actually mathematically kind of if he wins beats everyone. I don't know. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd like to saying. see more details yeah. Yeah, before sure. I make the decision. As opposed to just the winner on the day takes everything. Yeah, like, so that's maybe like say, if you make yeah, top like five, a, like the, the guy that won is winning. It mm. comes in like won five events. The guy that's coming fifth gets into the last event yeah, yeah. and he mathematically way out, can't, cannot win. Literally, yeah, not even close. He has the day of his life and yeah. he ends up wins, winning the world title. That's yeah. not right. Maybe yeah. That can't it, be right. Yeah. Or like, he lives at if it's at Trestles, he lives at Trestles, and it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what about the the ten other spots they went around the world? But yeah. he finished fifth, and yeah. the other guy, yeah, that's. It's a I don't know one. enough details to yeah. to voice them that so strongly, but that's the devil's advocate right Speaking there. Speaking of locations, they're saying September could be anywhere. I mean, I've heard Lakey Peak from Pat O'Connell and fucking Trestles, Castle Rock, Castle Rock. <laughs> Where do you reckon September anywhere in the world? Where would be the ultimate? I reckon Chessels is probably the prime spot. It's like uh, it's the it's the best surf skate park in the world for me. It's like if you if you can't perform at Chessels, the left and right there. If they got a, a week waiting period in September, it's probably for two days. perfect. Yeah, for mm. you know, it's even ten days or whatever. We would call period. them in towers. Oh no, like two days of competition. Two, for yeah, that's what I mean. Two days yeah. competition in a ten day window. You're going to get some incredible surfing. Because for me, I don't want to see the best barrel rider win. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I want to see the guy that's got the most ability, and that's like the wave pool thing. Yeah. it's like. It's like the guy that's not the guy that can get barrel from start to finish. It's actually the guy that can fucking shred and get barrel and do a punt. Because there's heaps of charges out there. I mean, you only got to go up north and you see just some average Joe dude from down here pulling in up there, just getting as pitted as anyone. But when he comes out down the line... He's not Jacob Wilcox <laughs> down the line, you know Box what I mean? And that's what separates him, isn't it? That's why I reckon Lakey Peak could be a pretty good option for that. Mm. Funny enough, you say about trestles, Dave, when we had Dave Mack on the show, he was saying, Mack on the show, he was saying best waves he ever, he ever got in California was at the wave pool. Yeah, right. <laughs> always, always so, yeah. Just because D-Mac loves to do 100 turns on any small it left could be a good equaliser. <laughs> could be a good equaliser in... Uh, I, I'm on record as saying I'm not a huge fan of the wave pool event, mm. but it could be a good equaliser for the final event of the year. Oh, I, I really uh, think it's got to be in the ocean. Yeah, it's got to. No, you can't. Me yeah, too. I'm totally Me too. Joke. I'd oh, hate I'd, to see it once again in a pool. Da- devil's oh, advocate just, there. Yeah, yeah. No, you're just trying to fucking fire us up, aren't you, Namu? <laughs> you knew that was that was a baited question. <laughs> I believe in pro surfing as the guy that reads the ocean really, really yeah, well. Yeah, sure. Agree. Kelly, Andy. Like Kanoa, like they your really, brother Ant Man, yeah. But like, like you mate. know, they paddle to these spots where you think there's nothing coming, and then oh. all of a sudden, wave of the day comes through, and they're deeper than anyone. And exactly. like Jacob Wilcox, right. if you've seen his barrel today on the Instagram, yeah, the, it's the like four barreler, freaky. Wow, you know what I mean? If you have a look wow. how deep he was and how he made that wave, that's reading the ocean. Mm. Like, there's, yeah. it's, it's an advantage. Yeah, you know what I mean? Wave pools, there's no advantage to reading the ocean. No, so. 100%. And that's time and effort and like spots. It's like time, man. Me at J-Bay, like I had every spot lined up with a swirl direction and everything for all my yeah. lineups. It's And sunset. It's like what swirl direction is happening. It's like it's oh. all – Yeah. it's time and effort that you, you go year and year out of getting to know a lineup kind of thing. So it's one of those things. So I'm not going to miss this. Bears mate. Okay. Go and tell me your Bears Bombie lineup. Uh, mate, well, there you go. That, mate, you might have just answered the question because I'm like, I might have missed the first segue into one of my questions. A bit of rock. And and I'm not missing the second. I did have it uh, written down there as one of the things I wanted to ask, uh, ask you about. I mean, you won Sunset and your brother Ant-Man won set, Sunset. Is that right? Yeah. So, yep. mate, what is it about Sunset? Why did you guys as brothers win it? Is it... Something about the waves around here, hundred um, percent. That that gave you the edge. Big yelling up or big oh, bears bombing right. It's like exactly beep, the same beep, as beep. Obviously, 
But um, <laughs> no, I'm editing. I've got a lot of time in the editing bay after this one. <laughs> you do, no, jeez. No. You, you want more people to surf out yeah, of Bears yeah. Bomb here. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not Bears Bomb I was just telling I saw the biggest great white out there the other day. Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was just, just telling a story about that board, that single fin on the rack there, actually. All the dings down the rails are from the old cliff there. But, yeah, uh, but that's... So, so it was those two waves that, that you and your brother just grew up um, surfing that, must have given you some sort of insight into sunset because I mean it's pretty rare for or cobblestones even you know what I mean or or even Margaret River right you get what I mean yeah for instance like you live down south for one month in say uh, October we jump on a big board every second day every third fourth day yeah or whatever East Coast guys jump on a big board once a year yeah so yep. that's the difference yeah we're comfortable about jumping on a a seven foot surfboard to surf. Six to eight foot waves, no problem. Yep. You know what I mean? Like an East Coast guy or Californian guy or anyone besides Hawaiian is like jumping on big boards when they go to Hawaii. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's what you used to. So we had the luxury of surfing all these waves and, you know, Taj's one pipe, yeah, I've one pipe, sunset, yeah. Ant's one sunset. Yep. Um, yeah. Ant's... <laughs> And it's Doug charged Wyomere. Oh, the man, came second. Yeah. Came so, second, the yeah. Eddie. At um, every single fin party at his shed. <laughs> late at night, every single time. It's sitting on the fridge. And egg every year, without a doubt, the trophy comes out. Ant-Man doesn't pull it out. He's <clears> fucking <throat> off somewhere. But all us guys are gathered around the kitchen <laughs> with the, with the uh, Eddie, with trophy, the Eddie mate, trophy, mate. Just getting our little selfies and, you know, totally but off our necks. But <laughs> What we grew up in, you know what I mean? It's a pretty yeah. special place we got down here, that's for sure. It so why, why J-Bay then? How, how did you go so well there? Um, it's just the, it's a game of chess. I was just really good at like making sure I was getting from A to B and not falling. And, you know, <laughs> the first year I won, it was best three, best three waves in a heat. Oh. So best three waves at J-Bay is normally super inconsistent. Um, and How long to get three? 30 minutes 30 yeah. like, it's, it's not easy no I mean they're long paddles lulls. no like, jet skis well, easy. no way yeah. so it was like you know I was fit and I was just it was a grind like couldn't not, it's all about not making mistakes kind yeah. of thing these yeah. days is a little bit different best two um, and so on and so forth but you know it's a hard wave it's just I was just a game of chess you've got to make sure you make the right move at the right time and have yeah. confidence in your game plan and I don't know. I just it suited my style kind of thing. I always rode a longer board and always made sure I went from A to B, like never fell kind of thing. And tell me if I'm wrong. The in in the two finals that you won, you beat Peterson Rose, Rosa and Taylor Knox. Yep. T Knox, oh, that's a, would have been a good one. Taylor Knox, he was the best surfer out at J Bay. Fuck yeah, hands down. He had like that hell cut back, didn't he? Well, just that carved fluent style of his. Like he was. Um, yeah, for for me, he was the best surfer out there. Kelly was unbelievable, but Andy was really good. But Taylor, I reckon, on his day, if everyone's having the day, he was the man. Wow, best surfer on tour and ever to win a CT, maybe he did win a CT. I oh, did, did in he? Brazil, believe okay. it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but he Fucking had a hell. bunch of seconds. He was just one of the, one of those guys that you know you go through the you go through the list of guys that never won CTs is unbelievable. It's pretty. They're not easy to win. No, no, no. I bet. I see, it seems like they're getting harder and harder too because, mm. I mean, even four or five years ago, you had, your, you know, no disrespect whatsoever to Kai Otten, but Kai Otten won one. You've got your, um, uh, the commish. Um, Kieran Perot. Kieran Perot, one pipe. I, mean, I can't believe 
he won pipe because I remember. Okay. What do you mean you can't believe? Well, he nearly won two in a row. Mate. No, that's what yeah. I mean. That's what, that's what I'm getting at. Is I can't believe he won it after losing it the year before. Yeah. Like when I, he just should have won. I remember, mate. I stayed up. No one, yeah. and, and, and I was. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'd been at a flat out party, <laughs> and I rolled on home, and it was like pipe was on, and the finals. I just sat there like totally sideways by myself watching pipe, and I was just like, yes, I'd. I'd met Kieran up in the desert. Um, he was an absolute legend of a bloke. I, I remember making him um, making him um, Vegemite sandwiches out of the back of the Sandman up north, and <laughs> yes. and he was he was he was grateful for him, you know. And at the time, he was number two in the world, and I'm like, this guy's so nice, such a nice dude, and he's like super stoked that I'm making him Vegemite <laughs> sandwiches out of the back of my Sandman, and I, I was all for him. And then here he is, and I'm like, yes, he's he's going to win this. I knew he's a crazy charger, and and then he. He somehow lost. I can't remember, and I just no, thought, oh, crazy man. mistake at the end. Yeah, like, it and took I was a just priority like, with a terrible wave. And yeah, then Jeremy got the way behind, got the score like a huge score he needed. Like, yeah, Kieran which, already won pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> tried to block I just him. remember thinking, I can't believe, and I just remember thinking it must be so devastating. He's missed it, you know, and missed and, his opportunity. Uh, and he had he, had he ever won a comp nah. before that? Yeah. So I was just like, that's his comp. He's near the end of his career. He's missed it. It's the one he should win. And then, so when he won the following year, I was so, I'm sure you were even more stoked. But yeah, it was unbelievable. Like, I guess it was a a confidence thing. Mm. It's like when I paddle out at sunset, I got this extra confidence against whoever I'm competing against because I love the lineup. I I kind of got this thing that I, they're the underdog, Andy, Kelly, whoever. Doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Like, you're in, you're stepping into my office because I knew the lineup. Stepping into my shed. And I I love, love, you know, riding along a board. And so it's. Did you win it once or twice, Sunset? I won it twice. Yeah. Twice? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was about. The way that his tone of voice then (laughs) was like, once, he's like, yeah, yeah, I only won it twice. I was like fully expecting you to say once then. <laughs> anyway, Speaking twice. of Kieran Perra, he he lost the uh, where he was pretty much winning Pipe Masters. It's like a certain B Irons who did it uh, when when, <laughs> yeah. when Jake Passon. I'm not going to get you to recount that story because you told it what, Snake Tales just recently on. Yeah, I did a yeah podcast for the Stab Guys. Yeah, yeah, so. cusp. That's right. Um, um stuff, don't we? Yes, we do. We all, we all know how he, he won back then and he had hair and he was a hero. And <laughs> <laughs> it was all good. No, hey, that, just was, on, that was sick. That was sick. Just on pipe, you've obviously everyone's heard uh, the, the passing of Derek Ho, um, Snake. So um, obviously condolences to the families, obviously royalty over in Hawaii and, and globally. You have any ex- heats or any ex- stories about Derek, mate? Um, oh, I've got this crazy story about when I was at like maybe 17 or something. I was staying in the caravan park at Bell's Beach and he was sharing cabin with Poto, I think, and playing ping pong against him. And he's the most unbelievable ping pong player in the world. Really? He's gnarly, yeah. <laughs> and then my first year at G-Land, he was still in the event, but he actually ended up getting this crazy fin chop and had to pull out of the event oh, at Speedy's Reef. Yeah. So I think that might have been the end of his career kind of thing. Was it? Um, I heard about that somewhere recently, actually. Yeah, like my first year at G-Land was, was in 97... It was unbelievable. Is that one of the Quicksilver vids? Yeah, the the contest was actually running that year, or maybe it was nice. Because it ran two years in a row, didn't it? It ran three. Three years. It wasn't in it the first year, but the Mm. second year, that's when I was in it. I was in for two years in the contest, and in the third year, that's when it was was supposed to be on, but they 
Yeah, it was called the Quick the Quicksilver Pro. Not, I think they oh, we all went uh, there. Yeah, a, yeah, we yeah, had yeah. a free trip there. It was unbelievable. There was no mm. one there. It was unbelievable. <laughs> sick, sick. Um, but anyway, back to Derek. It was um, yeah, and I was there the year he won Japan, like in the <laughs> worst Fuck. waves I think I've ever seen. Jesus. He beat Sonny Garcia in waves like one foot and. Yeah. Won a car and I was going, I want to be like that. <laughs> Just going, that was unbelievable. He won this huge prize purse and a car and I was freaking out. But he won that event and, you know, that's pretty much drive me. And, you know, I know Mason really well and Coco really, really well yeah. as well. And, and uh, you know, my hearts go out to those guys because, you know, it's all the good ones go early. It's pretty, yeah, pretty sad, but I, I, what do you do? I, I saw a, a video of him, 55, like taking off on a huge pipe set, Yeah, you know, still... Yeah, what a shame. Hearts out, like, like Jay says, our thoughts are with the whole family. Mm. And I know Michael, like, really well. His brother, like, you know, Michael's it's such a legend. Um, so yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. The yeah, it's what do you do? First to wine world champ, raise your glasses, everybody. Yeah, yeah for cheers. sure. Yeah, cheers to Desert life Hunt. is short, Uncle, death is long. Uncle D, <laughs> stack the fridge and stoke the bong. You know, one thing we haven't done yet is, uh, I guess, officially, well, welcome Jake onto the podcast, but also congratulate you, mate, on a, a, obviously a, a long surfing career and more recently a coaching career. I guess now, obviously, you've announced your your retirement and you stepped away. What's, uh, I guess, have you had time to sort of reflect on the last, was it 20, 30 years that you've been in the industry and were a lot of people surprised by by that or... Um, I think a lot of people were surprised because I don't know. They just know that I'm gonna. They I'm just that gonna guy. come back. No, well, I'm just always there. You know yeah. what I mean? I've been on the tour forever, and I'm always just at every event. I just seem to be popping my head in, and just you know, I don't know. I don't know, but it's uh, it's. It, I'm not missing anything yet. You get what yeah, I mean? I, true. I swear <laughs> when the tour kicks back up, I'm going to be so devastated yeah. that I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be in office, you know, yeah. selling sunscreen. But it is it is what it is. I mean, I've got to take the opportunity that I've been granted. And, and um, yeah, I've... I've got to ask you, mate. Has has the uh, has Griffin and Ethan been snapped up yet by other coaches? Even though the tour hasn't started yet, but yeah. So um, I'm sure the vultures would have come out of the woodworks. Mate. I've actually teamed up with a good mate of mine, Tom, Tommy Whitaker, who's yep. like we travelled together on tour and um, and kind of like I was when I was on tour, as I was kind of mentoring him, yep. like as a, a older kind of travelling buddy. So. Um, and he's a surf coach as well. So I've actually teamed up with him. I'm going to be actually coaching a little bit from home nice. and like watching on, you know, I watch every heat of the boys. You can do it thing. from so home, can't you? Yeah. I'm hoping like my guys want to go with Tommy on the road. He's going to go back on the road cool. and I'll be helping on the from oh, home. Cool. And, cool. you know, two heads are better than one, aren't they? Yeah, yeah for so sure. So you're like it's every doable. other sucker out there, just like T-Bone, <laughs> who's just benefiting from this whole COVID thing where you now get to work from home. Happy days. T-Bone's loving it. Mate, I was about to move to Perth and uh, all of a sudden this kicked in and now he's just working from home, living the dream. It's it's, it's unreal. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, just on that, I'm sure you're still in contact with the surfers that you have coached and up until recently were coaching. What's the headspace around those guys? You know, I'm really interested in the psychology of what they're sort of thinking and how they're feeling, you know, they're at home or wherever they are. 
usually right now they're training their heads off, surfing heats. What, what are they sort of up to? Yeah, well, I, I've just told them all, just really enjoy this break. You know, you've got 20 yep. years of doing this on the road kind of, you know, and, and it's a grind. Like, you know, competitive surfing's pretty grindy. Like, unless you're killing it and you're doing really well, it's like you... The ups and downs of pro surfing is pretty gnarly. So I just go, just enjoy the time off and work on equipment and try some experimenting and, and stay healthy and, you know, have a year off. It's like the best thing ever <laughs> for some of the, you know, for Steph, like Steph, I think was trying to have a year off maybe anyway. So I, I think I'm hoping. Marissa blatantly was. Yeah. So yeah. So what yeah. about that one? She, she said, I'm having a year off and then showed up for Manly and won it. Yeah. yeah mate, is she... She wasn't doing the CT, so oh, yeah. showing up for like a, yeah, I don't know. Appearance fee. Yeah, I, I don't know. What, what about Steph? Give us, oh, this wasn't even in there, but inside scoop, mate. She's hot. She's a legend. Has she got a dude? Oh, I think she's got a dude. She's got a dude. I think she's got a new dude. Us three are lining up, if not. Better edit that one out in case the wives listen to it. No, mate, seriously. My wife does listen to it. Oh, shit. And my mum, they're the two listeners we have. But does she have a dude or does she want a dude or kids or anything like that? Do you know? I mean, you're pretty close. Steph's pretty much like a guy, like... Doesn't like any commitment kind of thing. Like likes to do what she wants when she wants to do it. Kind of like, you know, pretty selfish in the way she wants to go. But so guys kind of like get clinged onto her, and they all too <laughs> clingy because she's obviously the queen. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. why wouldn't you? Obviously. Yeah, sure. But um, yeah, I think she's got a uh, a new boyfriend just recently. Oh, whatever. But um, I uh, I think hopefully I'm going to coach her at the Olympics still. Oh, really? cool. oh, Goes cool. ahead. Yeah. So that's. That's the long-term goal. So hopefully so I'll get can, that, we can help that with gig. That, but, we? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Who knows what happens if the Olympics will even go next year. It's, it's not going to yeah. The uncertainty of the world is just so unclear that you – I don't know how, why anyone's even trying to schedule anything like for an international sport like that. It's, it's so left field. It's for sure. Really wait is, till there's a yeah. – Wow. Like a remedy. I guess they've announced that the women are going to go back to Tahiti now. Just on Steph. Um, I've – how do you think she'll go? I mean, like, what would what would Steph's initial reaction would be when she heard that Tahiti will be on the schedule? She really should be pumped. No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no it's why? Epic. You've just it's got a... all these insights we don't have. It's so good. <laughs> who, who Girls would... eventually oh, meet she... Tahiti. It's, it's what about Bronte? You think that's a good idea, mate? Or oh, it's just up to six foot. Bronte would froth, but well, the, beyond the, that, it's the, just too scary, isn't it? Well. You don't understand, like when it's four to six foot, it's more dangerous because it, it comes in on up? the reef, yeah. yeah right. And you mm. can't get out of the barrel before it hits the dry reef. Mm. Wow. So when it's six, eight foot, it barrels and then you get blown into the channel. It's like yeah. sick. Yeah. But like when it's smaller, where they'll probably run the girls, it's like more dangerous, shallower, and yeah, it's right. it's a it's a heavy wave. It's no disrespect to the women. It's just not a women's wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like one girl can one girl dominate. Like you know, hopefully Bronte will win. Like. For mm. us, you know, it'd be sick. But, you know, I, I reckon Bronny's going to win G-Land. Why not yeah. go to yeah. G-Land? G-Land's yeah, exactly. another hard wave. From what I like, saw up north exactly. this year, yeah. mate, Bronte yeah. is but you know yeah, I mean? killing it's, it. It's it's nasty. Tahiti's nasty. Yeah, it looks nasty. Wow. So, looks so Half the guys don't seem like it's they want to be there. It can be perfect. On a, on a nice swell, nice south swell, it wraps down the reef and it's like beautiful and it, and it grinds out. You get any bit of west in that thing coming from the channel and you've got to backdoor it and then it bends on you into the channel and it goes into dry reef. Yeah. Where do you go? It looks what are the girls going to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're going to go up and over the falls on the dry reef. Someone's going to get really yeah. hurt. Fuck and up. 
in, of does, October. Do, does anyone remember Keanu Kenley's Cutler? Yeah, heavy, yeah, heavy, heavy. And that was on a smaller wave. Mm. It was like because it was shallow. Oh. I remember last year. Don't wind um, me up. <laughs> you know, last year. I love it. You know Panda Bear? What's the what's the Brazilian surfer Panda Bear? What's his name again? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't. Will, William Cardoso. William Cardoso scored. Willi, you probably Anne, know Jake. Got Anne. a one point two seven for a heat title. Namu claims he could probably take out William in a heat, but um, have you seen the quads on that guy? <laughs> Mate, I met him in Morocco. No, but yeah, it's just that I've kind I've of re, I've rethunk that, and I don't think I'd take off. So. <laughs> It's just one of those things. It's like yeah. you you sitting there waiting for a wave that you want. And if you had yeah. a position, because it is kind of shifty, especially mm. in a what I said a west swell when it comes from the channel. You're sitting there waiting for one that kind of wraps down the reef and it doesn't come. You got 30 minutes. Yeah, mm. it goes like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I feel the same way in the uh, annual single fin theory competition. <laughs> uh, pretty much have a heart attack in two foot conditions. I got mate, uh, and your brother Ant Man scales it down to 20 minutes of heat. And I'm just like, mate, how do I get two waves in 20 minutes at, at Yale's? I, I never do that, like, <laughs> ever. <laughs> 20 second period, no well, chance. There, there, there's another segue, mate. Out of all your wins, surely the yelling up single fin theory is uh, your favourite? 100%. Yeah, I thought so. No, yeah. And I would pipe. say the number two favourite would be the first annual twin fin tango. Oh, oh that, was, board actually, that actually trumps it, I think, because the, Ooh, the father-son beautiful. thing is like okay. pretty special. Yeah, fair enough. Like, uh, yeah. what, three out of the four finalists were father-son. Yeah, and it was inaugural. Yeah. It always counts for something too. It's pretty sick. Like, that's... It was like the, one of the funnest events ever. Like he, he was trying to coach me. He goes, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? And we had a full little thing going. I was kind of trying to coach him. And he wanted to ride the old – because the, the idea of that event is to run, you know, someone's got to ride the old school twin fin and someone can ride the modern one. Yeah. And he was he wanted to ride the old one, so there was no pressure on him. So yeah, like yeah. he was like a five was a good score for the old <laughs> the twin old fin board, kind yeah, of thing. So classic. So um, shout out to your son Max. Good on you, Max. Max. Max loved it. Like good he surfer. was trying to coach me, and he loved it. Like and yeah, we was pretty, I was stoked we won. I'm not sure about him. I think he was kind of freaked out, but <laughs> <laughs> no, he was stoked. We, I yeah, missed that one. Yeah, you were away, weren't you? We had a, a nice little prezo at a cave's house, and um, yeah. No, Max looked like he was absolutely wrapped with that. Yeah, Kyle did a great job of putting that together. Yeah, Kyle and Robbo, good on you guys. Yeah, Shout out to you guys. Yep, Robbo. Yep. It was in the making for a couple of years. So mm. good on these boys. Did a full um, wrap up of it. That was a Twin Fin Tango episode. Yeah, yep. should have yep. got us in then. <laughs> Both of us. Oh, I know. Yeah, we should have got the winners. Yeah. Well, well we still did time. interview you and Max, and that was on the podcast. So oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. If yeah, you actually yeah. listened to it, you'd um, you'd yeah, know that. If you actually <laughs> cared about what we do at all, you'd know that you've got a two-hour. <laughs> My mum, my mum will tell you how good it is, Jake. So. I've got an office job. I'm going to be on headphones now listening to you guys' podcasts. Oh, At least you don't have the commute. Otherwise, you really would be on the podcast. But uh, that's where everyone's listening to them, I think. Anyway, go Nemo. Um, I just had... Uh, um, God, I was I just absolutely lost my train of thought. We had another listener question, but I've completely lost where it was. So We've got two listeners. <laughs> Yeah, my mum and Tyrone's mum. T-Bone's mum, yeah. My mum's not, I know it yet, but she's coming around. Maybe for her birthday in a month, I'll send her an episode link. Um, we should really do Here's to You, Mrs. Robinson. Okay, so, Azzy, tell me what young... Okay, so um, 
We do a section, Jake. This is for you and any new listeners out there in case uh, someone else's mum's listening. But um, we do uh, a Here's to You, Mrs. Robinson, and uh, the music's already played because Namu's a wizard. Um, but obviously, <laughs> we're the biggest Robinson. Jack the magic Robinson fans ever because he's our guy and he's... He, he's uh, he's going to win multiple world titles, and we're all going to be uh, celebrating. Just wildly. got married, yeah. So, um, so there's a new Mrs. Trump. Robinson. There is a new Mrs. Robinson. Um, <laughs> but mate, um, I was devastated that I didn't see him on my northern sojourn because I was just like sick. I'm going to sit down the end of the second barrel section, which is where I hang, and I'm going to catch all the waves that they don't make it out of the tube. But I'm also going to get to watch all the gurus get the sick ones and. That's where I used to he hang. Didn't show it, up. He didn't show up because he'd just been married. I thought he might have had his honeymoon up there. Um, he's in no hurry, mate. He's, no, he's there now, isn't he? He is there now, <laughs> and that's where this story is leading to. Uh, so I, I got to watch Jacob Wilcox uh, going flat out, and he was uh, he was the number one dog up there. And after not being up there for a really long time, I was like, mate, undisputed new generation. I haven't been there in ages. Jacob Wilcox is the undisputed king. However, Jack Robbo wasn't there, so he would be the only one who could rival his throne in the uh, in the current climate. But um, my mate, uh, good mate of mine, Jason Bromley, or as I call him, Chasen Bearsleys, because he's just chasing bears like flat out for thirty years, and he gets it a lot. But um, he's a he's a real good lad, Brom. Uh, just your your average uh, blue collar surfer, legend of a bloke. Anyway, he was uh, at the bluff with uh, his family for school holidays. He was up there with uh, Kelly McDonald, old Roundy, who was, um, for our former Barreled Surf podcast listeners, was Brad Smith's uh, partner in crime in the epic uh, Zodiac Rubber Dinghy Mentawi's adventure story <laughs> that dropped uh, a month or so ago. So him and Kelly were up there and, um, mate, Brom's brother and his brother's sister are like Australian... Um, bodybuilding champions. They're the, like him and his wife are just these. You've lost your mind, Adzi. I cannot follow that whole story. <laughs> I'm just you trying to wear where Jack Robert fits in this. Holy okay, shit. okay. No, you stay with me. Bear with me, right? Okay. So, my old mate Brom, I was just giving Brom a shout out and Kelly a shout out. Brom and Kelly, couple yells, locals, dudes. They're at the bluff, school holidays. Brom's brother. Fucking hell, mate. I've got to uh, uh, edit You go for a piss, mate, and you leave me with the mic. I can hear you, know you out happens. there. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, you, you give me the you give me the reins. You know what I'm going to do with them. I didn't so, give you the reins. Uh, well, you left. So, <laughs> nah, so Brom's brother is an Australian bodybuilding world champ. So is his wife, and they drive this massive Hummer, right? Huge, fucking hundred fifty thousand dollar chrome and black really? Hummer, shiny thing, right? And they rock up to the bluff, not to surf, but to visit Brom, and they're on their way up north on a fishing ship. So these two massive bodybuilding people wife included get out of this crazy huge hummer like totally out of place for the bluff and the wife has bought her husband this ten thousand dollar macaw bird that sits on your shoulder like a pirate thing right and can they get out of the car and, and there's this fucking macaw sitting on it's ten thousand bucks this bird apparently Anyhow, they get out of the car and they're just crazy muscled up with this macaw out of this Hummer. Everyone's <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on here? And Brom's like, oh, yeah, it's me brother. Scotty Bowers there with Jack Robinson's new newly minted wife about to do a bikini fucking photo shoot or something. They see this bird on the shoulder of the bodybuilders and they're like, we need that bird. 
So then this big photo shoot goes down in front of Brom's humpy at the bluff, and he's just super pumped. He's got this bird on the shoulder, and so now um, Robbo's missus has got this uh, big bird on her shoulder doing a full bikini shoot. When was Scotty this? Like, like a week ago. Week ago. Two, right, yeah, yeah. Right. So, look, I didn't hear much about his surfing, but uh, <laughs> I heard about this crazy photo shoot. And and the best part about it was Brom's missus was, um, like, stuck in the humpy and couldn't come out because they were doing the photo shoot. And I was like, mate, was all the boys just gathered around just gawking? And he's like, oh, 100%, like, flat out as this Jack Robbo's new hot Brazilian wife doing a bikini photo shoot with a bird on and all the boys were gathered around. He goes, it was one of the highlights of my trip. So, um, it wasn't so much to do with Jack Robbo soon, but he was... Definitely involved a little bit, but um, just on the side note, I did hear from uh, my old mate Keaton, uh, Keaton Smith that I was uh, doing the um, up north surfing yep. missions with, who's still up there. The card man. And he was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I said, mate, give us a lowdown. What's been happening up there since I've been gone? Because he's staying up there the whole season. Right. And he's like, mate, son of Huey was just dominating, taking off 10 metres deeper than everyone at the tombstone, you know? Like, And I'm like, who's son of Huey? And he's like, what do you mean, man? Jack Robbo. And I'm like, what? Son of Huey? And he goes, yeah, that's what everyone calls him. He's known up here as his son of Huey. And I said, I didn't know that. So <laughs> apparently son of Huey, which makes perfect sense, obviously, to everyone. The son of Huey was taken off so deep at the tombstone that it was driving the whole pack deeper, but then no one could make him from there except for son of Huey. <laughs> so that's me updates. On his, on his back end. Thanks. Well, there you go. That's uh, his here, Mrs. Robinson. Thanks, Adzi. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a story. <laughs> No way, we, we've uh, we've heard about the single fin wielding madman from Madman Plum from WA, Ads Kennedy. Um, we uh, we're heading towards the end of the show. It's been an absolute crackerjack. Barrel Surf Podcast, Jake Pato on board. Um, we didn't cover it nearly as much as the Wazzle as T Bone wanted to yeah, do, unfortunately. Yeah. We're not getting it's paid for it, lads, but it's all right. <laughs> one thing, one it's all right. not getting paid, it's still good. Fucking dollar bills, y'all. Um, one thing that I'm curious about, and I would like to mention before we do get out of here, is the video content, the the content that's been on YouTube and so forth. Obviously, I don't know about these guys. Well, I do know about, know about these guys, but Snake Tales is one of my favourite uh, little video content uh, pieces over the years. Um, so we've been listening, we've been watching a little bit of um, Jamie O'Brien's blogs, Nathan Florence's blogs, uh, vlogs, I should say. Mate, I know you don't have too much spare time in your hands, but do you do you get any video content into your brain? Um, I love putting snake tails together at the QS. I wanted to, I wanted kids to realise how hard it is to be a pro surfer. It looks I pretty want, awesome, though. I wanted to try and make it real, <laughs> like as in, like as as real as I could possibly make it. Like obviously, I try and make it funny because otherwise, no one would watch it. Like, yeah. um, but it's like a, I wanted people to realize from a to b like the conditions these guys have to grind out in the qs and like if you have a look at the one of the first two or three episodes or whatever like for instance leo fiavanti made the final of um the both two first two snake tail um clips i made and for the uh, the amount of waves he had to surf different waves he had to surf in newcastle the very first one i did was unbelievable he had to surf one foot two foot little onshore pieces of shit to 10 foot onshore out the back howling storm to like a perfect foot little right you know it was like that was all in the space of a week kind of thing and then he was in the final he had to serve eight heats to get to the final it was like 
it was unbelievable. Like, and no to one. Tell the story. I'm like, trying to try, trying to build up a story of like what these guys have to go through from week in, week out, yeah. and like we're staying in a good house that in that, that <laughs> event. But you know, sometimes we don't. You get know what I mean? Like we stay in like pretty much cheap accommodation because everyone's on a budget and. Um, yeah, I just wanted to like try and give a real story of like the QS life of it. It is obviously cut. It's I, I'd like to say uncut, but like it's raw. It's raw. It's yeah. like the real deal. It's how know. different is it, Jake, from your time um, till now? Like I, I, I was listening to the the cast, and you you mentioned the um, the LMB times. How different is it? Like, if you go back to the Lick My Balls era, um, sounds like it would have been a lot of fun. Um, Oh, it was just different. I mean, back those days, I mean, it was hard. It was like you had to get a bunch of friends. Like, everyone's grinding on tour, like, to try and qualify. to. If you're on the the world tour, you're you're fine. You get what I mean? You get a steady income. You obviously got good sponsors. Back then, it was like the cream of the surf industry almost as well if you get what i mean like everything was going yeah if you're on world tour you were worth something kind of thing um you know this is before um social media mind you so um there's no like it's probably good that it wasn't social media back then hey i would say so for sure for a lot of reasons but you get what i mean the free surfer thing hadn't even really kicked in yeah you get what i mean so Yeah, but no, but not even back then. He was still trying to do the contest. Like I travel with Margot trying to do the QSs and stuff. Like back in the early, early days, him and Rob Cribb and stuff. It was like everyone tried to do the tour back in the day. The Mm. the free surf thing was not even in existence. So yeah, it was it was the only option. Basically, you kind of like grinded through the, you know, your state rounds, the Aussie titles, and then you'd go on the QS, and Mm. that's how it worked. Yeah. These days, if you've got some talent and you. Carl Walsh is a prime example. Like he could probably survive as just being a free surfer. Yeah. You know, um, but um, I lost my train of thought. Okay, well, right? I got something for you on that <laughs> on that era, mate. Obviously, everyone was hungrier. Competitions were gnarlier. Did you ever have a specific, just over the top gnarly encounter in your real early days? Almost like on a physical level or. Was there any one dude that was like tried to dunk your head or anything in no, a comp or anything I like that? I did have a fight with Andy Irons back in the day in Brazil. Yeah. yeah. What, punch up? Uh, almost. Yeah. Right. It came to like Little, shoves. Like, yeah, really? Yeah. I beat him in a heat in um, uh, in Brazil in like terrible condition. Like it was just a, a little re- re- right reform kind of thing. He obviously was pretty disappointed that he got beaten by me because of my ability yeah, and he thought he was ability. the king yeah. yeah obviously and then he came in and started mouthing off I said who the fuck do you think you are and he started going oh you're fucking balding fucking and I was like put <laughs> <laughs> out the bald guy yeah, oh, I didn't care what a wanker. I just went fuck I won the heat I don't give a fucking shit mm, what do you yeah, think like, no and, he, and he started like pushing and I was like, what the, right? who the fuck do you think you are you little uh, fucking he was punk. brash and confident <laughs> wasn't he yeah he no but this was is, that around the same era that Mick Campbell threw uh, that's threw the same year the same year he had a fight with Mick Campbell no he had a fight with Mick in, in France same kind of thing like he and he came on tour like qualified first year like on the QS came on tour he was this arrogant guy that came on and just thought he should be winning everything and then he dropped off Fell this off. year he dropped yeah. off mm. and then he came back a completely different human like wasn't even the same guy yeah, right. and everyone was his friend like he was a different guy like and then that's why, obviously, he was so successful. He kind of like worked out that he can't be that that intense, aggressive, and yeah. intense kind of thing. He channeled it into he's 
mindset and competitive ability kind of thing and then one, three smoked everyone else. Yeah. 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 Smoked everyone. Yeah, know, you know like, it's oh, the channeling energy that he had but back when he got on tour he was just like arrogant fucking if he lost a heat he'd just fucking just go fuck I should have never lost to you just go fuck off. Yeah, fuck you mate. Yeah, he did fucks. mate. You lost. You know, it's winning. winning. Yeah, anyway and I, that was probably my only That's one. cool. Because every, every, well, everyone bangs on about, you know, the 70s and 80s and how gnarly they all were, but it seems like Andy uh, Irons was just uh, a throwback to that era in yeah. his early career. I was in Japan when Gurr and um, Potts had the, like their full fight in the water in a heat. That was pretty intense. Good. Really? Yeah, Tell was, us about that, mate. You, you well, were showing the stabbing of the nose. Well, is that what yeah, happened? Or? Yeah, Gurr was... Or, Potts was trying to stab his board or either or the girl was trying to stab there. I had like a full thing, one to two foot Japan and they were like something happened in <laughs> the, the most water. polite country in the world. Yeah. The <laughs> Japan, Japanese people are the most incredible polite people, as you yeah, said, but these guys the war, but anyway. are just like gnarly. They were just something happened in the water and then they end up splashing each other and then trying to stab each other and with their boards and stuff. It was in, incredible. Was there tension before that with them? Oh, back in the day, that was like in the in the late eighties, early nineties kind of thing. Where I was taught earlier on in this thing, I said those guys were this level of like mm. there was there was like a completely different arrogancy to the whole world of mm. pro surfing. Mm. It was like these guys were, you know, they didn't never talk. They never, didn't travel together. They were all like about me, me, I, I. Mm. I'm mm. I'm this guy, and like <laughs> if anyone stepped in their turf, it was like, well, that's it, game on. But that's like ten- pro tennis players. That's what it should yeah, be. Yeah, I yeah. love that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the way it should be. Gabriel Medina came on tour, and that's how he he just said, "I'm not here to make friends. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to be." I've got enough friends. I've got enough girlfriends. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? I'm here yeah. to be aggressive because I want to win. I want to win world titles. I want to win every heat. I want to win every event. I want to win thing. If he wants to be my friend, fine. But if he doesn't, I do not care. Yeah. And that's that's professional athlete. Pro surfing's got a bit too chummy for me. I want to see, yeah, you know, the yeah. best for me was when Andy and Kelly hated each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah Everyone right. in the world wanted to see that rivalry grow to like a fisticuff fight somewhere. Bloody you know what I mean? And then they did that movie, Flying the Champagne thing. Yeah. They yeah. all kissed and made up. That was just shit. Disgusting. I, I wanted to see, you know, that's what great sports are made of. Yeah, rivalries. sure. Yeah. Rivalries, yeah. man. They push each other to new levels. Everyone and that's that. what that's what and that's people where want the to interest see, though. Like, yeah. You want to tune in to see, oh, they're in the final again. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? Who's going to win? What, how's the reaction going to happen? Be? Yeah. That's what I love to see in any sport. What's the biggest rivalry now brewing, do you think? Like, I, I've really enjoyed the Kaio Valley and uh, Gabby um, rivalry. <laughs> Except it's not that competitive. It's more just... Oh, just Medina some mistakes. Just some mistakes, yeah. Is yeah. there rivalry brewing, do you think? Like, um, is there... Ah, oh, jeez. It's so wide open. I mean... Yeah. It's just kind of like the per, you know the Brazilian storm is is taken over the, the sport basically. It, it has, and it's kind of going to be it's going to be a, a global like against trying to beat the Brazilians. I think because they're so good. Yeah, I mean Gabby, Philippe, you know, Carly. Otello. Like, where do you you know? And then who's coming next? Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. There's, there's a whole the young bloke wave. from what's yeah. that young Brazilian guy? Um, his name he he started really really come up now on the QS and um no, the, 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 the younger brother no, smash, like smashing it on the tour uh smashing on the QS and just you see him on the wave oh fuck what's his name can't remember it was, a, it was a couple of them have got younger brothers I can't remember which one's Pupo maybe no, no, no it's no, not Pupo um, it's um yeah I know who you're talking about I'll, I'll let it, I'll let it in anyway um 
Yeah. Anyway, so I've got one more then. If yeah, we go on. probably get near the end, don't we? Yeah, go on. One um, more question. Mate, Jake, you're the super coach, right? You're the tactician. <laughs> Jack Gibson, super coach. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mates, have you got any tips for the average punter like me? <laughs> you know, like, Good question. How can I get a little bit better? How can Just you get a little, I'm not asking for the world. Title. How can I retain my Margaret River Classic single fin <laughs> title if they ever decide to run it again? Look, the, my advice is the best surfer in the world is the guy having the best fun. Oh, yes. you didn't say that, did I you? Love it. Oh, I did. No, because like, win it. I'm definitely there, winning then. There's competitive surfers and then there's guys that like surf to get better and, and thing. But Just it's all sure about... spider doesn't jump on your mouth. He's been <laughs> bouncing around on your microphone. I've seen him do a little jump from there to there. I'm just waiting for him to jump right on you. But anyway, um, sorry. There's a, you get what I mean? There's a, pro, surfing's a, a luxury, a, a leisure sport. It's leisurely. It's yeah. leisurely sport. So for me to coach professional sport, like I don't want a guy coach you to be a surfer. You don't want to be. No, that's, I won't that's... pay you very well. <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I mean? Like if you're having fun and your, your ability is where you think you are, like yeah. it's a, a, for me, a lot of people ride equipment they shouldn't be riding. So it's pretty easy to Probably fix me. for, yeah. for a general average Joe surfer that wants to be coached. But, um, you know, Competitive surfing is a different world, and I wouldn't advise it. It's it's not yeah, nice. Exactly. But I mean, even as the mate, I am the total absolute average punter, Joe. And yeah, I ride single fins all the time, and I, I probably shouldn't, but whatever, you know. Like, but even still, for me, I'm I'm still like, and I'm sure every other surfer is the same. You still want to do the best that you can, you know. You like, Try and to you be get better. Down, yeah, and you're down, and it's not. It's almost not even about being better, but it's just about doing the best that you can on the day and going, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have paddled for that one or I shouldn't have done that. No, I've got, any- got a perfect thing for you, mate. It's, okay. it's, it's fitness. Yeah. Well, if you want to be a better surfer, it's yep. all about how how much you want to put into what you want to do. I mean, like how much you put into your beer drinking or quite a lot yeah. just for <laughs> what, what kind of beers you've delivered tonight. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. if you put a little bit more effort into being – fitter and healthier or whatever yeah. to put into what you do, you'll get more out of it. You'll catch yeah. more waves. You'll get to a wave that you wouldn't normally get to. Yeah, it's yeah. reading the lineup a bit better. It's, yeah. you know, getting through a set that you normally wouldn't get through. It's a fitness thing and it's what you want to put into it. Mm. You'll get out of it. Yeah. So that's my I was advice. hoping for some little magic answer. <laughs> that, <laughs> is, that is it, mate. Yeah, Seriously. Give oh, up mate, beer, mate. It's pretty pretty much the, the answer that I knew that was probably coming. <laughs> but I was hoping he would just say, oh, look, if you just tweak your left foot like this. <laughs> mate, I've got fit up. You'll have to give Charlie Medina a call, mate. Get some insight from him. Charlie. So, yeah. so there it is from the super coach. If you just... Stay a bit fitter for the average punter. Yeah, You're probably going to you, catch more like waves. Like me, I, I've gotten fitter. I've gone from fucking kook to kook <laughs> <laughs> in the last few months, which has been good. Um, now, any more questions before we go? Oh, I we think do, we, but I think we can. Yeah. Uh, Jake's coming back. Are yeah. you going to come back, Jake? Sometime? I'll come back. you got sure. nowhere else to See. go this yeah. year, so <laughs> we'll, we'll save a couple of the other ones. Mate, we're going to do a, a plug for Jake's sunscreen brand. We are Feel Good Inc. If yep. you're going to go out in the surf during winter, summer, spring or autumn, <laughs> get yourself some We Are Feel Good Inc. Yep. And uh, you'll sort yourself out in terms of sunburn. Mate, mate, everyone should use sunscreen. Shout out to my old boy. He's had... Upwards of 250 skin cancers cut out of him. He's a That's walking a fucking scar, mate. That's yeah. a I'm up to five already myself. Uh, I'm 42. I'm no doubt got a lot more coming. 42? Yeah, man. Mate, you're a young fella. I know, I'm a young pup. but uh, young And pup I'm the fattest guy here. <laughs> <laughs> we've, been, we've been taking Jake's advice on getting fitter. I know. T-Bone. So everyone, tell you what, T-Bone's got a rig on him. Look at him. He's 
Looking very fit. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. It's winter. Skinny jeans on. Yeah. Um, Now, T-Bone, explain uh, Kyrgios Cup to Jake Snake. Uh, Yeah, the famous tennis player, Nick Kyrgios. So we have a segment where we sort of, you know, have a look what's been going on in the surfing world and basically uh, who we think has been the biggest spanker over the last couple of months, weeks. Interesting. So it's called the Kyrgios Cup nomination. We've we've had a few we've had a few uh, uh, over the time, In- including um, Nick Kyrgios himself. In- including Nick Kyrgios himself. He's won the award before. Yeah, he's won yep. the award a few times. So I'm not sure if you've we put you on the spot if you've got someone in the surfing world. How about we go first, and then that'll give you. Yeah, time I to actually think. don't have one. I can oh, think of one after you, Adzi. Okay. You got a Kyrgios Cup nomination? Yeah, I got a Kyrgios Cup nomination. Cup. Cup. The Grim Reaper. That motherfucker for taking the first Hawaiian world champion. Good call. Fuck that guy. He wasn't ready to go. We didn't want him to go. What a legend. The Ho dynasty. Fuck the Grim Reaper. Here's my my Kyrgios Cup nomination. It's got to be the winner this week. Taken on board as uh, a nomination for the Kyrgios Cup. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. Actually, uh, I probably don't really have a nomination. I was sort of thinking about what we were talking about couple of weeks ago about the ultimate surfer usa mm. i'm not sure whether the uh the, uh the producer of that show is a curious cop nomination i mean I you, Snake, have I you, have Eli, you heard about the it? ultimate surfer usa i think zeke Lau's in it one of the guys i coach Ooh. so Ooh. i i don't know much about it but i i'm interested to know if but. you win you get a you get a you, you go on the tour how does that work is it a curious I was questioning you about this last time it didn't add up male and female if you take it, it out you get it you get a spot I mean, on the wild card or like a like that's what I was in every event or every event a spot yeah. on tour every Rule. event yeah, that doesn't yeah. make sense no but like a lot of that's right but like a lot of other sports do this you think about it like the ultimate fighting stuff yeah like uh you get a a spot on tour or the AFL thing or you know they no no there's no unlimited if you're good enough to win it but they're not capped at 30 or something no but yeah you you actually get into the league though you actually you qualify the UFC like you get through the top 30 and that's it so Kelly's going to be the Dana White apparently (laughs) I don't don't know I don't know enough about it to comment unfortunately but I'm going to go with Adzi I reckon he's he's on the money this week because I mean Derek Ho's gone before his time and he's a bit of a legend not a bit of a legend first Hawaiian world champion and and, uh, you know just get on social media and you realise how much of a legend he was and how many Hearts go out to the Ho family. It's like a, you know, the Hawaiian, you know, we call him uncle and that's for a good reason. Yeah. So this week's Curious Cup goes to the Grim Reaper once again. (laughs) Fuck him. (laughs) Fuck that guy. We're going to kick him straight in the balls. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Heartfelt uh, remorse uh, for the, um, yeah, for the Ho family. We, you know, hearts out to you guys. Obviously doing it tough at the moment. And congratulations on a huge effort with your career and everything else you've done for surfing, Derek Ho. All right, now we are just about to finish up and we last comments, T-Bone. No, no nothing really to say. Stoked to have you on, Jake. Hope to have you on. I mean, like all of us, I look forward to when surfing actually starts again and hopefully this pandemic will just, yeah, obviously fuck right off. And um, yeah, no, it's been awesome, mate. Thank you. Ads Kennedy, the single fin wielding madman plumber from the southwest. Fucking comments, uh, mate. Same as always. Everybody, don't take it for granted. 
you never know when that dirty bastard's coming for you with these big hooked fucking <laughs> things. So exactly. just enjoy it, man. That's yeah, it. very much. And I'm stoked to have Jake on here too. He gave us an incredibly professional insight that we don't normally have. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming, He's mate. lifted our professionalism a, a bunch of notches. Uh, Even when it came to the sound check, he showed us how to do it properly. <laughs> we, we didn't know what we're doing. Season, season pro. Um, yeah, thanks very much for coming on, Jake. It's been an absolute pleasure. Anything you want to uh, share before you go? No, I'd love to come back and ping some questions at someone else. That'd be fun. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, I can tell you a bit about myself in the, in the next episode. So um, I've got a couple of little things before we go. I'd just like to mention that uh, in light of the current cancellations of the WCT World Tour, I am the carryover uh, fantasy champion for <laughs> Snake Tales. Yes. Snake Tales. Yeah, you are. Also, third place uh, in overall worldwide for the WCT Carry- fantasy. So carryover champion for carry- Lipped as well. Well, yeah, lip, yeah, thanks. Yep. Lipped, yep. Lipped champion as well. So... Shout out to Corey, surfboards. Corey's a fucking legend. So, uh, you've been listening to the Surf po- uh, Barrel Surf Podcast. And Jake Patterson, what's your Instagram handle, mate? Snake Tales. Snake Tales. And look out for We Are Good, fi- uh, We Are Feel Good Inc. And also, Cheeky Monkey. Thanks, guys, for the Bruce guys. It's about 12 mentions, so it's about 12 leaders. I know, they've done well. You can get us on Barrel Surf Podcast on Instagram and uh, leave a review, do all that kind of crap. And uh, thanks for listening. Woo!